We are a beautiful Wednesday, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. And we are holding on Perak Dalid, right? We're holding on Perak Dalid, and we were discussing, we're discussing the idea of yeah. we were discussing the idea of how in these times, right, that there is an up and down, that things go up, things go down, right, that's the way it works. However, Masha Enkin, in the future, we're discussing that in the future it'll be such a time that, right, that it'll be completely, a completely different existence in terms of just absolutely knowing Hashem, and that Hashem will be clear to everyone, and it'll be the most incredible thing. So then we discussed yesterday the idea of how a person also goes through his ups and downs. And the fact that a person is going through his ups and downs is a very normal thing. However, having said that, what the Yitzhahara wants to try to do is the Yitzhahara tries to knock me down. Right? The Yitzhahara wants to try to convince me that where I'm holding is bad and whatever. And then the Yitzhahara tells me, oh, yesterday you did this and the day before you did that. And his goal really is to make me totally depressed. That's the Yitzhahara's goal. And so I know when I, when I realize that, I understand the game plan, right? That's the game plan of the Yitzhahara. So when I know that that's the game plan of the Yitzhahara, I need to make it my business. I need to make it my business to make sure that I don't allow myself to get there, not to lose my spirit, not to get depressed, not to get upset, not to get... But to recognize that yesterday was yesterday, but today is today. Ten minutes ago was ten minutes ago, but right now is right now. Right? Whatever it is. Because the Yitzhahara wants to say to you, oh, you know, you just uh, slept in, or you just uh, you know, missed chitas, or you did, uh, you spoke Lashon Hara, or you did something not nice. or whatever. Okay, it's true. We were talking about, I did something wrong. And I am, I'm, I'm owning it on the one hand, but I'm not going to let that get me down because I know that in the next instant, I could change myself completely. I could lift myself up to the sky. And that's my job. That's what I want to do. I'm going to lift myself up. And so then we were talking about that idea. And then we were talking about that, um, how there was a very big difference between the times of the, uh, times of when the temple was standing as compared to when the temple is not standing. And really, what he's going to go on to say, what we're going to discuss in the first part of today, is that, in fact, that in each time period, you really have the klipa, which is connected that time period. In other words, because there was a first base of Migdash, so don't think that is as crazy as it seems to us that there were actually people that were making mistakes, right? Don't think that, don't think that it was, uh, that it was so simple, you know, you just went to Yerushalayim, every, everything was all well and good, and everyone believed in God, and everyone, you know, was living the life, and every, no, there were people that were making big mistakes then, and during the Bayes Shani, the same thing, right? However, what we're going to see here is that the klipa that was in each of these time periods is commensurate to the amount of Kedusha that was there. Okay, so let's, let's take a look at that again. So he said, let's start again from Ach. Uh, one, two, three, four, five lines down from the end of the 
first column on the page eight. So it says like this: Achlios bechinas sayiv klalmim, bechinas gilui, bechinas das v'hagasha mamish. Tzarech lios biartahara. Right? That the idea is that in order to get to such a level that the sayiv of klalmim, the way the abishter is completely in charge of everything, he is the only one. There's nothing else except for Hashem. On page, we're on page eight, five lines down from the bottom of the first column. That needs to be this idea of we have to just get rid of the evil from the world. At the end of the day, that's going to be in the future. That's when it's going to be. That we'll be able to uh, make this level of that the Ruach HaTuma will be just taken away from the land. However, this was not the case. In the times of the destruction of the bias. Right, bias rishon, right. That even at bias rishon, which we were talking about before, that they mamish had revelation of God with their own two fleshly eyes. They had the aron. They had everything there. It was like you know, can you, we can't even imagine what that was like. You know, it's like uh, I just want to get a, get my fix on God. Let me you know just jump on a plane for a second, go to Yerushalayim. I'll see God with my two, you know, fleshly eyes, with all the miracles that are happening in the base of Mikdash, and I'll jump back on my plane, come back to uh, Houston, Texas, right? In other words, it, 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 it's incredible that what was there. Nevertheless, what did they have? They had false prophets there. In the second base of Mikdash, it wasn't as grand as the first base of Mikdash, but it was still pretty incredible. They also, they had Sinas Chinam. So we have to understand So this is the This is the opposite of the Amuna, right? Which is the above Das. In other words, there's a certain Klipa energy that is going to fight against right the Amuna. And unfortunately, people are going to jump on that bandwagon. Right? So it's just like this. Just like there is in the side of Kedusha, the level of Muna. This is above Das. So also, you have amongst the Yidin, what we're saying is false Amuna. Like Amuna in other things. In other words, things that we're trusting instead. That's the point. Yeah? The point is that, that you're trusting in something else. You have belief in something else. So, for example, So, in Bayis Rishon, where you had this unbelievable strength of the Sitra de Kedusha, right, as we know, right? Right, at that time, there was the Mamish and Gili of the Shechina. They had the Aaron, the Kaparas. You had everything there. You had the, your Mamish, the whole kit and caboodle. Right, everything you could possibly want, bagashmias, in this world, as an expression of the Abishter. We're now five lines down from the second column on page eight. If you don't see where we are, so you have also a corresponding klipa, right? The klipa was bezgavrusitra klipa machmas chait haya hisgavrus keneged emuna selokus. So because of the sins that the people did. So then the klipa became stronger and stronger also. And the klipa becoming stronger was kenege de emuna. So what was the klipa? So he brings two quotes here. The first quote is from Yechezkel and the second quote is from Yirmiya. 
The first quote says, V'hanashim she'ayam. So it says that the women were sitting by the temple, wherever it was over there, and they were making this idol, and they were making the idol appear to be crying. I mean, how crazy is that? And then it says, And even then in, 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 in Yirmiya, he says, From the time that we stopped to bring incense, we stopped, to bring incense, Malchus Shemayim, to the to the uh, heaven, you know, to the king in the heavens. Chisrona, we've we've lacked this, and we stopped. It says we stopped bringing korbanos. We stopped doing this. We stopped doing that. We we have lost out. We are just losing out because they started doing all the avodah stuff, right? And the same way, so they had these all these. They first of all they were doing all this idol worship, right? And they were trying to make it look good. Right, which is a crazy thing. Why do you need idol worship at the times of the base of Migdash? Right, you have Mamish of the base of Migdash. I mean, it's just un- unreal. Right, that's what we're seeing here. And on the other hand, right, and and, and the same place, they had Nevi Sheker. Nevi Sheker, what you want to be a Navi Sheker? You're saying that God is speaking to you, and you're coming up with all different types of ridiculous things. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the Hainu Emunas Kaisros They had this false. Belief in this Navi Lamin Hashem to believe in what Hashem didn't even say. That's what that's what's going on here. I mean, it makes no sense to us, right? But at the end of the day, we have to understand that there's a corresponding klipa. So because the kedusha was so great, so the klipa was so ridiculous in our eyes. The klipa was also so great. In their eyes, obviously, it wasn't ridiculous. Obviously, that was the challenge in those days. To us, it seems totally ridiculous that, you know, why would someone want to go after Avodah Zarah if you have the base of Migdash right there? Like, it makes no sense. But we know that it was such an unbelievable power, the Avodah Zarah, at that point in time, that it was such a lure to the people because of the high level of Kedusha. There had to be a high level of Klippa. In other words, you're not going to put... You know the uh, the Morristown High School uh, football team up against the uh, up against the uh, the New England Patriots. You know for the Super Bowl, it doesn't work that way, right? They have to have a commensurate level. So that's why the, at that point in time it was so incredibly great the Taiva for Avodah Zarah that it was it was it was unquenchable, and therefore they were doing these crazy things. However, that's not the case with the second base. That we know that they were lacking the five things that were put away, including the Aaron, etc. So therefore, they didn't have such a strong klipa to fight against the Kedusha. It wasn't on the same level at all. So instead, the Amuna was in the words of the world. What does that mean? Lahamin ba'anchi rachil. Namely, they were believing in the gossip. People that spoke gossip. They're just believing in shtusim, right? In other words, why did people get into the sinas chinam fight? Because he says, oh, you know, did you hear what Tabu said the other day? He said that he really doesn't like you. He really hates your shir. But he just comes because he's, an, you know, he's trying to make himself look like a nice guy. But he really... Oh, yeah, that's what Teva said. And then, and then I say, well, did you hear about Teva? Teva, you know, he's the type of guy that, you know, wants to even go to Wisconsin. You know, who wants to go to Wisconsin? You know, whatever. Another, it, it's, a ga- it's a game. And all of a sudden, you start to believe everything you hear. 
Now, if you think about it, relatively speaking, you know, it doesn't seem like as big of a deal as, 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 as bowing down to a statue, you know, or to have Nevi'e Sheker. But because the Kedusha was not so strong, the Klippa was also not so strong. But that, there was a desire for that Klippa. If you think about it, nowadays, so what's our Klippa? What's our, what are we, we're, we're, we're looking at, what? Yeah, stupid types of things like that, you know. Like, but even more, it's like even more ridiculous. I mean, if you think about it, like, uh, look how, look how low, you know, we've come. You know, we, we we spend time on, like, for instance, on you know, just looking at our telephones all day. We have, we are lacking personal relationships with people. You know, you could go into a room and you see everyone's on their phone, right? There's no there's no connection. There's no connections between people anymore. Right, I see with your generation, it's like a totally different experience growing up than in my generation in terms of just co- literally connections with people. And what are people watching? They're watching other people posting their nonsense about like totally stupid things. I mean, it's like, who cares that so Joe Schmo, you know, had a vanilla ice cream today for lunch? You know, like, how ridiculous is that? I mean, like, why would you, why in anyone's imagination would that be interesting? Right? But yeah, that's like people, people watch. They watch the statuses and they watch, you know, the Instagram and the, the, this one and that one. And all of a sudden, all these, you know, total losers are, 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 are like influencing so many people. You know, because of they said X. Like, exactly who are you? Did you even go to school way. in your life? Can you even speak English? What? It's always been that way. It's the loudest person will always be the influencer. Well, a, yes and no. It seems not that, that, not in the olden days. I mean, but there was in, in certain ways, in this way, it's, it's reached to such a low level that it's like ridiculous. I mean, there used to be a little bit more of a standard. Let's put it that way. Right? The yeah. standard was like, was like okay here's the standard like even music like i i, I like I, you know you walk in the, you know you walk around and you listen to this music that's like oh my gosh is that is that music i don't know what that is that's like it's not even there's like not even so Baruch what well no because we are on a lower level also so these this is what we do have taibas for that's the whole point the point is is that at your madrega is what your taiva is so you could even see in yourselves, in myself. And it's not just you, it's all of us, right? We all have taivas for things. So look at where my taivas are. You know, they, they could be on a pretty ridiculous level, you know? You think about it, it's like very silly things, you know, for what, what a person has a taiva for. And, and I mean, if you would stand back and look at it from a, an objective point of view, you'd realize, like, this is what I'm spending my time doing? Like, like everyone's into like you got, a lot of you guys are into like these uh, video games, right? It's like, hello, like what a waste of time. You could spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours for what? Like, what did you accomplish with this time? Did you, you know, like what? What is it? It's just totally. And of course, you get better at it, and you get then there's challenges. And, uh, okay, whatever, fine. They make it into a whole matzias. But if you think about it, literally, it's like what a waste of your time. You know, go learn a language. Go go learn Portuguese. You know what I mean? Like go do something that's gonna really, you know, stimulate your brain. If that's if you want, you know, go learn. Go, you know, there's there's so many different things. Go learn, you know, this. Go learn that. Go do this. Go do exercise. Go ride a bicycle, right? Across America, <laughs> even across America. In other words, it's it, it. But what he's saying is, we have to recognize that that is a klipa for us. I mean, we can't put our heads in the sand and say, oh well, you know, I'm better than that. No, this is this is where we're holding. 
but we could also look objectively and say, like, this is like a little bit ridiculous, you know, you know, this is come on, like this is what we this is what we're into. This is what this is what this is what's pulling me away from doing the right thing in it's life. Yeah. What? Since the beginning of time, every single time was ridiculous. Like you're bowing down to a statue. How ridiculous is that? Exactly. But the, what I'm trying to bring out is that the klipa of that time is commensurate to the kedusha of that time. That's the point. And so, therefore, uh, from our perspective, that looks totally ridiculous. Right, because we're thinking like, here's the base of Mikdash, and here's a, a a rock that they're trying to make look like it's tearing, or here's a, a Navi Sheker. That's obviously just you know, like it's like why in the world why would you no? Because we have a klipa at that period of time that we were drawn towards these things, you know, and, and it was like it, it says like like it, it, there was a whole story with um, right. We know that King Menashe. Right, he was the one that put the idol in the in the in the in the base of Mikdash, and it was like terrible, you know, all different types of terrible things. And but I don't remember what the story was, but I think it was one of the Marayim or Tanayim. Forgive me for not remembering the details, but the concept, the concept is an important concept. Maybe I don't remember exactly the details, but the concept was that he just couldn't understand how could it be that he would do something as crazy as that. And it came to him in a dream or something along those lines. And he said to them, you know, if I would just show you what the taiva was at that time for Avodah Zarah, you would not, you would be, you would be running to it like, like with, without any, you know, like you couldn't be able to control yourself. And he gave him like a little bit of a feeling of that taiva. And it was like uh, overwhelming for him. And I think it was either a Tana or an Amara. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. But the point being that we look back and we say, that is just absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous, you know what I mean. But on the other hand, we have to know that no, because that was the energy at that time period. There was this unbelievable. It wasn't ridiculous for them. It was like that was a real challenge. Whereas they would be looking at us and saying to, about us, "That is totally ridiculous." They want to spend their time looking at someone and how they made their vanilla ice cream. Like, like what in the world? Why would anyone waste their time with such nonsense? You know, you know because. But, Exactly, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. So we have to recognize that in our time period, we also have this klipa, and it's our uh, it's our job to fight against it. That's basically the bottom line. Our job is to fight against it, to recognize that, you know. And we have to take back, you know, take a step back, and we have to objectively look at it and say, you know, like, come on, this is like totally ridiculous. I mean, that's one of the ways to try to work with through the klipa, but you know, the point is that I recognize that I'm being pulled towards it because this is. Who I am. I'm in this generation. So therefore, in the generation of the Second Temple, what did they believe in? Or we believe in like working our jobs. You know, you got a guy like I remember when you know investment banking. We we would work for sure. You know, 16, 18 hours a day. You know, like no no. T- and we didn't have to be lawyers. My gosh, the lawyers that we dealt with, like we would go home and we'd say, okay, we need the papers, everything back on the on our desk by six o'clock, seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Bye. We'll see you. You know, that was like eleven o'clock at night or whatever. And we and they would stay up all night and do it. That's the way. That was, this is, in a certain way, we believe in that nowadays. Like that's our that's our klipa. You know, our klipa. You know, is 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 like working, working, working. You know, this type of thing. Anyway, let's go further. So he says like this. So, so that they believed in these people of gossipers, listen as Javero, and to really to hate their friends because of it. Because when you listen to gossip and you listen to what other people are saying, like what happens is that it distorts your mind. 
And all of a sudden they say, yeah, did you hear what he said? Did you, did you hear what he really thinks about you? Did you, did you know that? You know? And all of a sudden it becomes like this whole, right? You know, so many, so many people's lives are broken because of, because of this ridiculous um, interpersonal problems that are based on nothing. I'm not saying that every interpersonal problem is based on nothing, but I, what I am saying is that, you know, a lot of things are misunderstandings, miscommunication, right? Like totally missing the, you know, missing what the other person was trying to bring out. And instead of having like a sense of, you know, being, you know, Don Lakafskhus, I heard a very good part about that, Don Lakafskhus, right? We, we, in Perkyavos, we just learned it a couple weeks ago, <coughs> right? To judge. Uh, right in the side of, of merit. So I heard a word that what is it? Why did it say kaf? Kaf is like a spoon. So a spoon, like in the chillin pot, when you're looking for that last uh, you know piece of meat or that last bean, you have to like search through. You have to find. You have to, you have to find it. To find down the kaf means it doesn't. It's not an easy exercise. It's not like it's so simple. It's like you have to find the good in the other person. Go out and look for the good. Go find the good. That's the idea. So he says, This is a, a, a hatred for no reason. That his friend, that his friend really never did anything to him evil in a true way. Right? Only that they shouldn't have believed in these uh, gossipers. For sure, and for sure they shouldn't have been hating each other. Like, what, why did they hate each other? Right? Like, uh, you know, like obviously the story of the, of the destruction of the second base of Migdash, you know? The guy couldn't just let the other guy sit in his party. I mean, like, what in the world? How ridiculous is that? And then he decides because he didn't sit on he, he didn't he didn't uh, you know let me sit in the party I'm gonna I'm gonna you know tell on you know and destroy all the Jewish people like like Mishugana. I mean like how but on the other hand sometimes we feel that way also we feel like you know someone does something to me and I'm you know I can't believe he did it to me I'm, I'm gonna get him back I'm gonna make it hard for him I want him to you know and even to the point like the Friedrich Rebbe says in the Maimon of Avos Yisrael that you could even want negativity to happen to your to your friend. Like ridiculous. It's, it doesn't make sense. This is against nature. That a person should hate his friend for no reason. Especially if you know the truth that his friend didn't do anything wrong. You know, what, what do you want from his friend? Right? So if you think about it, like if you take a step back objectively, you see that this stuff is nonsense. It's crazy. But yet, we also see that what we also see that it was a huge challenge and it continues to be to our you know to even to our generation with our own stupidities it's a huge challenge to fight and but the real truth is is when you believe in the abishter right when you have a muna in how hashem is in charge of everything it changes a person's perspective it wasn't teva that said this point it was hashem that said this point and therefore, I have to recognize that Hashem is saying this. Maybe He's teaching me a lesson with this. Maybe the shir should be shorter. Maybe the shir should be longer. Maybe the shir should be more exciting. Maybe the shir should be, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. It should be in a different book. Maybe it should be in this or whatever. In other words, every, everything that you hear, you recognize it's Hashem interacting with you. It's because you have a muna and soiv of kolamim, ain od milvado. There's nothing else here except for God. When you really believe there's nothing else here except for God, it changes your perspective on life. That's what winds up happening. 
Let's learn a little bit more. Now remember, we have to go back to the beginning, the end of the Mimer. So we have to go back to the original questions. Remember, we asked a couple of questions. We asked, what is, we, we already understand the word, why it's Aretz, right? That was one of the questions. But one of the main questions there was, why do we have to have this statement after we have, we had just a couple of lines before, right? 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 Whatever. And then we have this sentence, right? And then we also asked, uh, what else did we ask? We asked, why did it say Hayom? Right. Okay, so let's let's look at it. So it says like this: "Vizehu be'adaita hayoyim v'hashavos elavavacha v'gaimer kiliosa yedia v'haragasha bevechinus memaliklamim kfar neamar atarets ledas." So he's saying like this: There's two, as we've been discussing the whole way through, right? There are two levels here. There's the level of how Hashem is giving life to the world. He's the energy. He's the pulsating energy behind this, everything. And then there's a level of recognizing that there's nothing that happens without him. That he is literally involved in everything. That he is literally the end all and be all. There's nothing else. There's really nothing else. So, namely, we already see that. We already established that in the beginning of the Mimer. That the idea that there's an energy that's going into me, that there's a soul in me, right? I get that. I see that. That's something that I totally see. I witness, and I can appreciate that. That's what's happening in the world, also. That there's a that there's a that there's a neshama in the world. That there's an energy that goes into the world. I get that. That's fine. However, However, this idea of v'yadaita and seiv kolami, dahainu, namely mal, namely mal, the heavens above shemayim bechinas seiv. Right? That's the level of saiviv. Just like the, the heavens are like balls, they're like uh, circular, right? And even the arts is within the realms of the heavens. Namely, the shemaim is surrounding it. So this is the idea. The words of Hashem is like the words of Mamalikalamim. It's surrounded by the Sayyid Kalami. So a person has to bring not only the idea that Hashem is giving a life force, so to speak, into the world, but that there's nothing else here. There's nothing else moving. There's nothing, there's no extra parts here. There's nothing else that's happening in life. It's all just Hashem. The idea of Sayyid will call me everywhere. He's everywhere. He's with me 24-7 for 120 years of God willing of a person's life. Right? That every single thing that's happening is Him in you. In other words, it's not, it has not, it, it has everything to do with His way of communicating with us. It's Him and me, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And everything is just about my relationship to the one all and be all. Hashem. And that's how I have to like shift my mind away from this idea of, yes, God is, on, you know, it's God is in the, you know, is on Shacharis. But then I put God away. You know, it's not the way it is. It's every aspect of my life is Hashkacha Pratius. Every aspect of my life, it's exactly the way Hashem wants it to be, and it's for the good. And not only is it for the good, but I should be learning something from it. What am I learning from this message? What is Hashem trying to teach me? It's this constant effort of trying to make this relationship work. 
and bring it down into das. Of course I believe that Hashem is in charge of everything and He could even help me steal when I go into this house. And that's why I daven to Him when, I am on the, when, when, the, when, the, when the thief is on the threshold of the house, He's davening to Hashem. Why? Because He really believes that Hashem is in charge of everything. What does Hashem know about the houses? You know, what does Hashem have to do with helping a person steal? You know? No, because it, it, we really do believe we are the thief. We do really believe with all of our heart that Hashem is really in control of whether a person gets this job or that job, whether he gets this salary or that salary, whether he gets this offer or that offer, whether he gets this shidduch or that shidduch. He really is involved in everything. It's just that I believe it in a way of makif. I believe it in a way of it's there, but it's not real. This is what Vedaita Hayom is all about, making it real. It's real. It's, it is what it is. It's mamish the way it is. That's, that's what life is about. That's what we're talking about here. Okay, I want to save the last little piece for tomorrow. We'll finish the mimer tomorrow, and then, God willing, we'll start the next, another mimer.